What's up, guys? Uh, really excited to get 2019 started off. Uh, we've got a lot of really good episodes coming for you guys. We're excited to talk to some really, really awesome coaches and uh, continue to bring uh, you guys really good podcast episodes, uh, really good uh, premium install and free standard install on our site, runthepower.com. And then also we're really excited about our summit coming in February. So got a lot of really good things going on and, and we're excited we get to uh, do so much things for football and with football. Uh, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Guardian Caps. Both of our programs, Broken Arrow and Ankeny, invested in Guardian Caps this year. We feel they're helping our guys. They're soft shell helmet covers that reduce impact during practice and are used by over 100 colleges and 1,000 high schools. Texas, Clemson, Oklahoma are a few of the colleges using them right now. Check out our show notes to see what Coach Lincoln Riley thinks about them at OU and to get some pricing. Uh, they're actually a lot more affordable uh, probably than you guys would think, so go check them out at guardiancaps.com. This episode is also brought to you by Team Builder. Team Builder provides strength and conditioning software to high schools around the country. Whether you write your own programs, have a full-time strength coach, or need training programs, Team Builder can make your program better. Right now, Team Builder is offering a 10-week off-season football training program with a two-day speed and agility program. This template even comes with videos from the top SEC strength coaches that will show you how to run your weight room. Visit their website, enter the code RTP, to get the off-season football training template and start your 14-day free trial at teambuilder.com, which is team, B-U-I-L-D-R.com. This episode of the podcast features none other than me and Coach Walls. Uh, listen as we talk about uh, my 2018 Oklahoma State Championship and our nationally ranked season uh, this year at Broken Arrow. Uh, we recap the coaches we've met and the amount of football that we have learned from just our first year in the podcast and we talk about the things that we have planned via RTP Premium and Summit to further the game of football and continue our outreach with coaches and to continue learning ourselves. Hope you guys enjoy. Figure you could talk about your state championship run. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty cool deal. Um, and, and like I said already, but it was like, I don't know, the thing that you probably take the most out of it, and I guess it's easy now that you've won one, but um, you always think your whole life, like you're chasing that state championship. And when you win that, like everything's all good and uh, every day you're a champion. And, and it was actually like a uh, struggle to every day try to remember, okay, I'm a champ, still a state champion, still a state champion because it's like, it's fulfilling at the time because that's the major goal, but um, it, it's not life fulfilling. I'll, I'll say that. And, and I didn't, luckily, I, I didn't have the preconceived notions that it would be. It was exciting to win. It was, it was an unbelievable experience. But um, the cool part of it was it really got me into seeing, focusing on, on the stuff that brought me the most gratification through the years or, you know, through the year, not even just the winning part. Yeah, that was awesome. It was fun and I'm excited. And, You'd rather be the champion than, than the guys that lost, like I have every other year. Um, Broken Arrow has every other year for 100-some years, but um, it really lets you kind of be introspective and look back at like, oh, okay, the real exciting parts of the year are, uh, you know, tweaking the little things and being perfect on, you know, your second step or, like I said, you know, being able to pick up a twist or a blitz or whatever it is. And that's the, some of the most exciting parts of the game. And so – 
I, I think it's going to actually even make me an even better coach that we did win, just being able to see the, the parts that are probably the most important, the parts that uh, bring you the most excitement, that bring you the most joy. Um, and it's some of those little things. And then, yes, at the end, the goal is to win, uh, but it's all those little steps. And it's a cliche, but it is all those little stu- steps. It's the, uh, the progress uh, towards it, not the perfection. Yeah, I completely agree with you, man. I mean, it's nice to have, you know, the rings and, you know, kind of, kind of a little bit of the, the credibility, I think, you know, it, it carries a little bit of weight with, with kids that you go on and coach after that. But, you know, th- those things, you know, they, they gather dust and, and, you know, it, it kind of becomes the, the story that everyone gets tired of hearing, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. back in, back in whatever, you know, I, we won this title and yeah, I know you told me all the stories about it, but <laughs> it's, it's still a cool deal. And like you said, it, it, it really makes uh, a bond with, you know, that coaching staff, the guys that you want it with uh, the kids that you want it with. It, it's always something that you guys can always kind of come back and, you know, those kids will, will talk about it for a long time and it becomes a, a pretty cool achievement for them. And it does show, you know, show them that, hey, you, you work hard and you do things right and, and do things the right way. You know, you can get rewarded for it. So I think that's ultimately the the deal. But, you know, for me, it's, it's you know, it's it's never going to be enough, you know. Sure. I, I, I'd want to win, you know, I want to win all of them, you know. So, I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, hey, great. You know, this team was awesome and I'm I'm already flipping the calendar like, all right, what's what's this 2019 team going to do? You know, <laughs> that's right. It was like uh three or four days later and uh, I'm already making the, the early death chart for the next year. All right. What are we gonna do in 2019? What are the things we need to work in the off season? And with this group we have, or do we need to change anyone up? What, what does this group need to be better at? What are they, what are they going to be better at just off the bat? And what are they, what are they going to need to grow? You know, trying to find this group's strengths and weakness as far as offensive line it, which is, like I said, that's, that's the fun part and getting better at all the little things. And, um, you know, with each senior class, you got to try to rebuild that culture. Hopefully you've already got – or that standard. Hopefully you've already got that standard built into them. But each each senior class, I think, is going to be just a little bit different in different ways. Uh, you know, going to excel at certain things and not be as good at others. And so try to build off, off of the things they're really good at, minimize the things they're not as good at. And that's kind of the, the fun chess piece with – this group that we've got coming in this year with, with the offensive line. And I'll tell you this too, Harp. I mean, it, it was, it was cool to, this is the first state championship I ever went and I got to like see, you know, right. You know, the other ones you, you coached in before. And this was the first one I got the chance, you know, that we'd already been beat out in the playoffs and, you know, Dave with his, his dad dying and, you know, I wanted to come down there and support an RTP and, and see the guys, but, you know, it was really cool to, to get down there. And, uh, and, and really see, you know, all the administration, all the people who put a lot of things in since, you know, I'd gotten there in 2014 and it was, it was really nice to, to, you know, get a sideline pass and they're like, Hey, you know, your family, come on down on the sideline, you know, even though I wasn't still coaching there, but, you know, they knew I'd had a little part of it back in 2014 when we'd, we'd started off and it was awesome to watch you guys on the sideline, man. That was a really cool atmosphere. And like I said, not something I've never done before, you know, where you get to hang out and be a fan and, and cheer and, and yell at the refs a little bit, you know, and <laughs> down there by the band and the cheerleaders and you got all your old players and stuff up in the stands. And I'm, I'm standing next to, to Jagger and his dad. And 
and a lot of those guys on the sideline and, and, you know, Sammy's texting me. So all these former players, you know, wanting to, to kind of stay involved with it. So that experience for, for me was, was really second to none, you know, and then, you know, the game gets suspended or whatever for two hours and you gotta go sit in the rain in your car and Jeez, you know, yeah. we, we get done and it's like two o'clock in the morning and we're hanging out at your house, just decompressing like, Oh man, I can't believe we won. We're so dang tired. But <laughs> it was a, it was a pretty cool experience for me being able to come come down and do it as a fan. I know that man, fun to watch. Yeah, it, it is cool. And hopefully you can expound on it a little bit more, but um, it was something that you tweeted out later. Uh, you know, obviously at Broken Arrow, we're lucky enough to, um, our administration's helped us out enough. Dave's, you know, everyone's had so much work in it, but we've got a, a really nice indoor facility um, where we can practice, run, uh, weight room, really big, huge, nice weight room. But that really kind of came about uh, around the first year that you got here to coach at Broken Arrow. And, and you had said, you know, and you'd mentioned it a few times, just the, the, uh, that turnover or that process that you had those first couple of years uh, because those kids – it was a little bit of a culture shock to them. It, it always worked out here, and they'd always done some things at Broken Arrow, but that was kind of the first year that it was made into a, you know, gigantic, huge priority with, with you know, the weight room size and having an indoor and, and all of those things putting into it and the, and the food program that, uh, that we're lucky enough to have now. And, and I kind of came into it in a year that um, it, w- it had already kind of changed. It already come over. It was already kind of the way it was. You know, everyone works hard. Everyone does this. And it was kind of well-known where you were there the year before uh, during that change, that process of, of like you said, kind of what, what started that building block to, to this first state championship. Yeah, that first year, I mean, it was, <clears throat> it was pretty tough on me, like mentally and, and physically because, you know, you've been at two state championship programs and you're leaving – you know, an, an unbelievable program like Jenks, and not to mention you're leaving guys like Alan Trimble and, and Dub Maddox, and now you're instantly their enemy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, e- even though, you know, we're still friends to this day and, and we'll always talk and, and be friends, but, you know, when you're at a rival school like that, it, it just becomes different. So that part was, was pretty difficult, you know, and you always have the, the kids on the other side, but you know, I, I, I loved that challenge of, of going to BA and, and you said, you know, you guys finishing the job, uh, you know, 108 years of football and they hadn't won a state title. And that honestly is what lured me to that job. And when Dave got it, I'd already told him I'm in because, you know, I felt like I was at the top of the mountain at Jenks. You know, I, I wasn't going to be the O coordinator at Jenks. That was, that was Dub's job, you know, and he'd earned, you know, that job forever until he, he wanted to leave. And, you know, for me, it's like, okay, now it's a chance for, for me to go call plays and see if, if what I've learned at Jinx and, and what I've, I've kind of wanted to do on my own would really work. You know, we got to that final in 2015 and we got close, but I knew even then going into that game, we weren't going to win. <laughs> right. I mean, we, gonna we, take we were going to have to play perfect. Yeah. And then we, we weren't ready. The program was too young. You know, we, we'd had all the bumps and bruises and parent meetings and problems and, and things that happen when you do have a change and you start to institute, you know, some, some new discipline, some new policies, and it, it just takes time, you know, and I think it, it kind of surprised Dave and myself. He thought it was going to be the, you know, maybe a little bit quicker fix, like, man, we got all these athletes and we got all these dudes. But once we got into it, you could see where it was kind of broken, you know, and, and 
to the kids' credit, the kids really bought in. But you know, it's going to be a process. You know, they they hadn't had, you know, a strength coach for a long time. You know, they they'd had a guy, but the weight room wasn't up to snuff. And then, you know, he he got let go or was gone. Well, those kids missed basically, you know, a year and a half of training. Sure. So that kind of thing was hard to to come back and and have to kind of you know wean off you know your first year was it was it uh, the new turf in the stadium as well yeah new turf in the stadiums were practicing over at the grass fields with the where the youth kids would play yeah I mean it was just a a lot of transition and problems which which I mean you know it ended up being good things you know new turf you get a new indoor all that stuff was was going to be money but it was brutal that first year and and you know being an offensive line podcast I'll, I'll be honest our, our offensive line that first year the, the kids just weren't in that great shape you know and it, and it wasn't really their fault you know they'd, they'd kind of been told to to get big and get as big as you possibly could be and a lot of that weight probably wasn't the best weight and uh you know that 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 kind of change doesn't happen overnight so you know again to the to the kids credit those guys got after it, you know, and, and once you got there, I think you kind of took it to a whole new level. And, and honestly, <clears throat> you guys were the backbone of that team this year. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Really fun to watch. It's a fun – it was a fun program to be a part of as, as an offensive line, you know, unit uh, with, a, with a team that, that good. Uh, but, you know, like you said, the cool part was being able to see the first few years I was here, even JV, everywhere, it was like – we played really well. We beat a lot of teams, but when you play the Jinx, when you play the Unions, yep. you kind of got physically beat up. You know, yeah. you couldn't get movement. You couldn't do certain things, not just against their freaky kids, but against their kids that are middle of the road kids that are just really strong. There's mm-hmm. something to be said about a program that you're not going to always have a bunch of D1 kids, but what about your kids that are either not college players or, you know, D2, D3 kids? Are they super really strong? Because if they are up front, that's going to do some stuff for you. Defense line, offensive line, at, probably at every position, right? I mean, if they're just purely strong um, and they're in shape, that gives you a huge advantage. And, and those are the teams that we ran up against that, yeah, they're going to have a few freak guys that doesn't matter. If, they're, if that guy's playing on any team, you're not going to be able to beat him. But um, with other teams, you may be able to game plan around them and find some weaknesses other places where – the Jinx and the Union strength-wise, they, they really weren't going to have that weakness. They're going to be yeah. pretty solid everywhere. So, yeah. They, yeah. It wouldn't, they wouldn't, you, you wouldn't worry, you know, like sometimes, you know, teams, guys get hurt. You know, they, they wouldn't have injuries, you know. Their, their guys stayed healthy all the time. They, you know, okay, well, well, let's wear them down in the fourth quarter. They didn't get tired in the fourth quarter. So right. I mean, you're, and you're especially when, yeah, yeah, when our when our program wasn't up to snuff. Now you go into it this year, and it was really cool, um, you know. And and everyone talks about how good our offensive line was, and we had some really good players. Um, and we got one player that's one of the best in the country at, at right tackle. So nothing away from him, but um, the the other guys were were comprised of you know a bunch of guys, maybe other than one that um, probably aren't going to go to play college football. Just really, really good high school football players that. Um, got really strong in the off season. You know, a couple of guys, probably three guys that, um, you know, two that definitely didn't start as freshmen or eighth grade kids, and uh, one that did, but that was really short and probably shouldn't. You know, at a lot of big high schools, they would have tried not to play the kid, but strong, hardworking kids that were really, really smart football players, and they could do, uh, they could do their job. So it was really fun to go in, and and they wanted to do it well. That was the cool part because. 
you could teach them as much as you wanted to. They wanted to learn it. And they took, you know, we had a center that we put a ton of stuff on and he took pride in, in, you know, that being, that being his role. And, um, you know, he's not as good as, as, uh, Angus, you know, we talked to Angus, um, he wasn't not, and he's not that level, but he took that same mindset as, Hey, when I'm out on the field, I make everybody else better, yeah. you know? And so how I know I'm not, you know, maybe physically and uh, I'm not the best physically, but how can I make this team as good as we possibly can? And, and he's not going to get probably any offers. He, he could, I'm sure if he tried for him, but he's a, yeah. a, a brainiac kid that doesn't need to go yeah. play football in college. But, um, he, you know, it, and he would have probably been, just as much as our, our All-American tackle, he'd have been just as, as tough of a blow if he wasn't able to play for us this year because he was so important uh, as a leader, as, as a player that just loves football. And, again, a kid that doesn't care to go play college football. He just loved playing high school football at Broken Arrow, loved his teammates, and, and it's really cool when you get around a bunch of guys like that. Yeah, there's there's no doubt, and I think you've said it a couple times too. When you when you have smart guys and and guys that really enjoy you know learning, and then on top of it, they're they're really really tough, and they're you know pain doesn't bother them. They they work their tails off, but you know having those smart guys that that really really understand football, and and I think you know they understand team dynamics, they understand how to get along with people. You know, you, you can teach them certain things, and they listen. You know, they're they're not too you know, either, either ignorant or they think they're, they're above those things. I think when you, when you get that crew of kids, that's when you really know you're, you're going to turn the corner. And, and you know, I, I had, was lucky enough to have a group almost exactly like that when I was at Jenks, you know, d- didn't have maybe some of the, the top end talent, but the year I coached O-line there and, and ran the run game, you, you, you could put it all on those guys. They, they'd make the calls. And, and again, that became a badge of honor for those guys hey, I'm not going to play college football, but I'm beating the crap out of these guys that are. <laughs> That's right. And then, you know, I'm, I'm, I have the best comebacks for these guys, and I can make the dummy audible calls, and they don't know what we're doing, and we know what the defense is doing. And, and those guys could talk smack, and they, they'd almost kind of play that mental warfare with people, you know, and, and they'd use that against it. Like, hey, man, you know, I'm not going to play college ball. You know, I'll, I'll outlift you. I'll outwork you. I'm smarter mm-hmm. than you. I, I just have that confidence that, that I'm going to get it done. And it, you could see it, it would demoralize guys or guys, you know, would get 15 yard penalties, you know, cause they didn't know how to respond to that. And, and those guys being smart and disciplined, you know, knew what buttons to push. And honestly, as a coach, just, just get out of their way and keep giving them more things to learn. It's fun. That's exactly right. And I'll tell you, I think we did, we did some, and we're starting to do some really cool program type things with our offensive line. And, and a lot of it goes to, you know, obviously coach Alexander, but, uh, coach Wilkinson as well offensive coordinator that allows us to do um, almost anything me and coach Broyles can can dream up he's all for looking at it in practice it may not be you know called in the game if he's not fully comfortable with it but you can tell when some guys just appease you and say yeah okay he's truly gonna look at it in practice he's gonna hey if it's if it's big enough for you know me or coach Broyles to bring up he's gonna truly look at it truly think about it he's gonna find a bunch of film to watch over it and so uh, you're, we get extremely lucky that, that we get a guy that, um, again, as an offensive coordinator, especially as, as uh, prolific as he has been at some, at, some, uh, at some of the schools he's been at with his pass game, um, a guy that, talk about having a small ego, I mean, comes in and he's all for going 22 personnel. We got into some 32 personnel. 
um, you know, and smashes it. And I'm sure a little ego into now we get to smash it down to people's throat, but it's a completely different thing. You know, he's not putting up the huge numbers passing-wise. Now, we look at the end of the year, um, our total numbers are pretty high up there. Um, You know, we break a lot of records. We still broke a ton of records in the run game. Uh, But but a guy that's not married into one system, the cool part is, much like when you were here, Walls, is that – and I know you know Wilk, but just Mm -hmm. a guy that loves football. I mean, he doesn't care. He wants to learn – it was like – fun for him to, to change it up because now he's learning all maybe not learning maybe he's reiterating because I know he did it at Jinx but he's coming back through things and he's expanding on different things and he's pushing the limit and you know I was always really afraid to go to the uh, no receivers on the field and luckily he brought it up one day and I was like yep yeah, let's do it and so <laughs> he gets it he's like yeah let's do it and we you know and and we were whatever 90 percent with with uh, runs out of that you know when we needed short yardage so that's a cool thing. And then, and then he's also uh, a thing that I ha- think has helped our offensive line tremendously is we've started getting to use um, offensive linemen as either starting or our backside tight ends. So yes. this year, um, this year our starting tight end, which yes, you'd like to have a super athletic tight end that's six, four and, and can split out and, and do some things. And, and we're going to look for that guy, you know, whether he's six, one or six, four, whatever, we're going to look for a tight end like that. So Maybe we can get a little more 11 and spread and do some different things with that guy. But this year we didn't have a guy that could play that. So we took our guy, a guy that played left tackle for us last year in the last three games of the season, last five games of the season. He slimmed down just a little bit. He played tight end. So, and he was an offensive lineman. We have another tight ends coach that he's from Jinx, but um, you know, that, that uh, coach Wagner, that he's basically another offensive lineman. So we all three, me and him and coach Broyles get coach the O-line slash tight ends, and they all learn how to block. You know, they'll take a few minutes out of day to get the few routes that they need, but they're blocking guys. And so the cool part about that is, um, and, and I stole a little of this from you, and, and luckily enough, Coach Wilkinson has even added and expounded on this, but, um, you know, the part I stole from you is running as much too tight stuff as we can in practice. Right, so now you're really developing these tight ends. So, um, you know, running zone to a tight end, is not a big deal to put a tight end on the backside because everything's still the same. If you're running one back power to a tight end, might as well put one on the backside too, you know, and as long as you can be smart enough for, you know, not completely changing the defensive looks because all you're really wanting to do is, is get that backside tight end reps. Then now you're getting two tight ends reps. So you're getting them better. Well, the kind of thing that we expounded on um, is now we're able to put a, uh, a backup, our, our next best tackle or our next best offensive lineman, now he is our backside tight end. So all this year, our sixth guy was playing backside tight end. Anytime we had two tight ends, he was in the game. And so um, he comes in this year, no, no promise that he starts, uh, but he comes in this year and a guy that's going to be a senior, he's going to be a big kid, going to be good. But um, normally you would say, ah, he just has no experience. He's got no game day experience where now he's had, whatever, 10 plays a game his whole junior year to get some plays. Now, maybe not, maybe not at the position he's going to play this year, but he got game, full live speed reps against Jinx and Union and all those big schools, and he did it in the state championship game. And so he got a lot of live reps being the backside tight end on, on uh, our two tight end sets and, and our goal line sets and on field goal. And so it's allowed us to really bring those guys up to speed. And then also with our twos, now we can put our – 
you know, our, our sixth best two offensive linemen at tight end. Now he's getting a ton of reps. And so it's just allowed us to really build that, that offensive line group. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I talk about it all the time, you know, t- teams need to develop tight ends because those guys become, you know, other players. They might become defensive ends. They might become tackles for you. You know, who knows if, if they stay skinny enough, they might be, you know, a hybrid or a stand-up kid or he stays a tight end. But, you know, those types of kids can do so many things for you on a football field. So to not develop those guys or to not have a coach for them or to not get those kids reps, because, again, usually they're, what, 6'3", 6'4", kind of gangly. You know, yeah, they're, that's right. they're growing into their body. You know, they're they're not – used to getting a lot of reps because everyone's like oh god we got this unathletic tight end in the game and we're not going to play him well I know this he ain't getting any better standing on the sideline that's exactly right so I mean we've even gone to to at Ankeny you know two huddles and we've talked about it a bunch of times you know where we split practices now and we're getting 44 dudes on the field but that that's what our JV does our JV does a ton of 12 personnel you know, and, and we haven't been a, a big 12 personnel team because, again, you know, you haven't had the second tight end, which, you know, I think we're going to start to have because that's been an, an area of emphasis for it. Now we have four, five, six tight ends. You know, we've we got a, a ton of kids up here who are six three, six four, right around 200 pounds. We just need to develop them. So that was always my, my biggest thing, again, an inside run. It's like if you're going to be an inside run, have two tight ends out there all yes. the time. No matter what, whether it's 12 personnel, you know, or if he's the other fullback, you know, maybe you play a fullback. Now you play the other dude at, at tight end, you know, in 21 personnel. You know, if you, if you have a D coordinator that's nice enough to let you do it, get to 22 personnel. You know, some of them, man, I'll get my safeties down here now. But that's, you know, whatever. But again, as long as you're having that conversation with them, it's like, hey, man, it's about getting those dudes reps, period. That's, that's all it is. I want to develop tight ends it makes so much sense. And again, you don't have the tight end like you guys are doing, put your other offensive lineman in there. That's right. You know, let him go against the ones. So, you know, I'm, I'm always going to be the, the big rep proponent. I learned that from coach Trimble. I've learned it from some of the best coaches in America. You know, the more reps that guys get, the better they're going to get. It's as simple as that. You know, I, I've never seen anyone get better by practicing less, <laughs> you know, we, we gotta, we gotta find ways to get those dudes on the field and get those guys developed. That's exactly right. And then, and then another thing that we did, I think, really well this year, and obviously I'm sure there's things I'll look back this year and say we need to do better at, and that's part of coaching. But I think another thing that we continued to do was um, allowing me to uh, – how we practice, you know, scripted uh, practice, allowing me to get to go over. And um, now I didn't run the uh, scout team, but I was able to be over there with the offensive line for the scout team. Uh, they had a defensive guy run the whole scout team. Uh, but – but, you know, show the card to the kids. But I got to be right there in the huddle uh, telling the offensive line exactly what the play was. Okay, guys, this is whatever, 26. Okay, it's just 26. So they'd get up there. I get to make my few little reminders. And a lot of it's the same reminders we had in pre-practice as far as what we're working over on our, you know. Luckily, we've got most of the schemes. So um, even if it's, you know, power, but it's power read, we normally don't. Then I say, hey, it's, it's power. Just don't block the end. You know, so everything else exactly the same. Hey, make sure your footwork's here. I'm getting to watch, you know, these guys do it live. They're getting to have the varsity coach over there helping them, and they're actually getting better. I think it was a thing that obviously our D-line was really good. So um, our our twos got so much better. Our young kids got so much better because they got so much live reps. 
They had a coach over there that was holding them to that and, uh, you know, a, a coach over there that was telling them the plays. Uh, I, I don't think I could be, uh, you know, more – I don't think I could say it enough that, that I think that that is extremely important, and I think that it just grows – it makes your team so much better. It makes your one defense better. It makes your two offense better. They're getting, you know, varsity reps basically uh, in practice. Now, I know it's not full, complete, full speed, but there's so many things that they can get better at, and there's so many things that if you'll take the time to look at that you can say, hey, you haven't been getting – you know, I've got a big tackle – that he got so much better by doing scout team stuff, you know, and, and it was because he actually looked at it and we, we told them all that this is a big deal. This is, this is your yeah. guys' game day. I mean, you've got to get better. Don't take this as, oh, I'm on the scout team. This is you getting better. This is your practice. This is the only way for you to be really, really good. And um, luckily this year and last year too, we've had a really, really good buy-in uh, to, the, to the point that it got late in the year uh, and I pulled – a kid that ended up, he was going to be our, our swing inside guy. Um, center or either guard went down. I trusted him finally at the end of the year. He's a short kid, but I trust him to be able to go in, and he did on in a couple of games when guys, you know, blew out a shoe or whatever it is. But um, I yanked him out one day. I said, hey, you're, you're, not, you're coming down here with uh, You're coming down here with Coach Broyles. I don't want you in on scout team uh, anymore. And uh, he came up to me, and he was like, hey, Coach, did I do something wrong? I'm not on scout team anymore. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 you're good. It, it's a, it's a thing. I'm trying to look out for you. I don't want you to get you hurt. It's late. It's late in the year, but it's a promotion. You know, yeah, <laughs> it was a promotion. That's not how he saw it. He thought he was in trouble. Um, and, and he didn't know why he was getting pulled from scout team, you know? So, uh, it's funny and, and you know, but to me, I kind of looked at that and I was like, you know, that's actually a, a really cool thing that, that the kids see that as a demotion. It's not like, all right, I got off scout team. It's like, man, I, I wanted to play scout team. I wanted to get better. So it was, it's kind of a cool to see, you know, and it's only one kid, but kind of just cool to see that culture seeping in or that standard seeping into the kids and, and seeing that buy-in from them as well. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that when, I mean, the, the way that you're coaching it and the way that you're teaching it, you know, you're, you're not looking at it like, Oh God, I got to go coach scout team. I mean, you, you were going down there with energy, like, yes, I get to coach scout team, right? So instantly, yeah. the kid, instantly the kids see that and they're like, okay, this, this is important because you made it important in your body language and your, your enthusiasm, your energy for it made it important. Then the second thing you said was, guys, this is important. You know, I'm evaluating you. This is a chance for you guys to, you know, this is your game day. This is a chance for you to get the reps that you need. This is a chance for you to develop. This is where you're going to improve. So again, it's going to wasn't going to be focused on oh you're down here on the scout team, oh you're second team. No, no, no. You're playing developmental football, and it's all about right now your growth curve going up. So I want to see which guys are going to use this. But I mean that's just having, you know, literally the, those two simple things because so many coaches miss that boat. You know, it's like oh man, I got demoted. I got to go coach scout team. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, hey, you know, come on, let's give a good look here and then let's get out of here is usually the attitude they have. Rather than, all right, this is going to be sweet. Let's go down here. Hey, let's put it on these guys. Hey, man, I can't wait to see you guys get better. And then when they do something right, celebrating the heck out of it. Hey, That's awesome. right. Loud, audibly, you, you taunt the defense a little bit. And luckily, we've got good defensive coaches that also agree and think that it makes them better. So they're all for it. You know, you get some sandbagger coaches sometimes, but – not with our coaching staff. They're all for it. Luckily, we've got a great defense, a couple of defensive line coaches that 
they're all for it, man. Um, and they want it. They know it gets them better, and, and they're all for helping us out as much as they can when we need it. And so it just all fully, you know, the kids bought into it. Us as coaches are bought into it. And um, I think developmentally, I think that just it, it just, you know, speeds up that process that those kids need to get the reps because they're also, you know, especially some of the threes, they're not going to get as many reps in practice once it gets later in the season. They just can't as far as the indie drills. You know, they become more of the – the, the blocking dummies in, in Indy, you know, because we like to go full speed. So if it's not against a defense or they're going to be the look team, you know, when we just were walking through defense stuff. So um, every opportunity they get to be a scout team guy, they got to take it and, and they got to take it seriously. And so it's nice to see that. And, and I think it, it helps us develop, uh, you know, kind of the other cool thing going into this year, see to come to fruition. Another thing that I'd learned from you walls, and I've talked about it probably at nauseum, but um, is, is being able to, script you know in inside and in team some looks that are going that you may not see on Friday night and that are going to be really tough to pick up you know um I always got made fun of a little bit by by coach Wilkinson he lets me uh, draw up the scout cards and team and if it was a pass uh, and and let's say we were protecting with eight I was basically bringing the house it didn't matter now I had I had it to where I never blitzed more than we could pick up. You know, it wasn't going to be that. But I was bringing all sorts of crazy blitzes and things off of here and corner blitz. And he's like, hey, they're, they don't even play cover zero ever. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. I get it. And maybe it screws your quarterback up. Let me know if you ever need to change it. But doing this makes sure guys are keeping their eyes in their gap. Or, you know, we got in that problem a lot in play action. It was like we saw our defense so much that, um, you know, the tight end supposed to have D gap. But. The nine stays the nine so much that then we came into the spring and had a scrimmage and the nine spiked and the guy came off the edge and no one was there in D gap. So um, it was like never going to let that happen again. And so in practice, I would bring the hardest, craziest blitzes where it had to be cover zero uh, man and, and all that. And it just made us so much better being able to script it. And we may never have seen that exact blitz. But it saved us, um, you know, just because guys had to think and practice. They had to, you know, exactly know their gap. They had to be used to someone crossing their face but staying in their zone. Or if their man's here and a guy walks up, they're not coming off to him. They've got their man, whatever it is. But being able to bring them so many different pass looks and then in the run game, be able to shift to bear, be able to shift to, you know, whatever, 6'2 monster or, uh, you know, whatever it was, but just giving them crazy looks, the walk-around looks, slants and blitzes and all sorts of stuff because they're towards the, the end of the year. The last um, – of the last, I think, six games, we, we saw five teams that brought a completely different defense. I mean, not a, not a little change here or there, a completely different defense and shifted <laughs> and slanted and we had guys cutting us. Um, and, and doing it out of, out of you know, going from whatever, 4-2 to 4-3 and one group going from ah to 6-1 you know, or 6-2 monster and just completely different. But luckily, we had been through it so much in the year uh, of us being able to see junk fronts and being prepared for it that the guys didn't flinch. You know, a lot of times you, you hope that you get through it, that series, and then you can go back, you know, in between series and be like, okay, remember we did this and show them on the board and get them back into that mindset where um, it was pretty cool to actually see this year. Uh, you know, they, we didn't have to do that. They had already seen it enough. They remembered their rules. Uh, we kind of put in some oh crap rules, you know, as far as, Hey, if all if it all hits the fan and, and it's something that I, I can't 
stress how important it is. Hey, if all hits the fan, it's gap scheme, block your inside gap. We can't be wrong. Now, if it's zone, block your play side zone, you can't be wrong and just block your zone. If all goes crazy, and that happened, you know, 10 times this year, and, and uh, it worked out really, really well for us. And so uh, I can't stress, and, and seeing that this year has, has shown me just how important it is that we have those, those very first rules of each play, of each scheme, because, um, you know, if you're, if you're doing well, you're going to see a bunch of different stuff. There's no question about it. I think, and, and again, you, you had some experienced kids and you had some smart kids. You got to find ways to, to keep those kids engaged. You know, yes. if you're giving them just a, a static look or they're blocking bags all the time or they know what slant it is because, you know, the coach tells them, all right, hey, slant. You know, I, I, I just think, you know, th- those kids get bored and uh, you got to find different ways to, to uh, you know, keep those kids engaged. You know, a, another thing I would do with them, is is I would you know I just I just say shuffle you know and and, and then they would move spots right so guys would go learn different spots like hey all right you know the center goes out there and he wants to play right tackle you know or or your your tackle wants to go down inside and he wants to snap but but letting those guys you know kind of become interchangeable parts and interchangeable pieces you know rather than just learning the one thing that they do as the right guard you know it gives them even a, a greater appreciation for the entire play but. You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I learned that from Denver early on. I mean, Denver just had told me, he goes, I just want you to, to, to watch. You watch more film than anybody. He goes, you just start drawing up crazy stuff and blitzes. And he said, you just keep the book. It was like a, a Bible of blitzes and looks. Huh. And then, you know, every now and again, it'd just be, you know, I had it broke down kind of by odd and even. And, and he'd just say, hey, you know, go grab the odd book or go grab the even book as us we're playing this week and just start bringing junk. And it would be times where the kids could take their helmets off and we'd just pick them up. He'd just tell the scout team, hey, you know, two steps hard. I just want them to see it. You know, and then, so, you know, sometimes he'd be working on the timing of it. You know, okay, hey, when we bring the twist, I want you to go first and you're coming off of his hip. I mean, and then switch it. You know, the other guy go first, the other guy go second. So it might change up the, the who picks up who, you know, some of those cross pops. But I just think it keeps kids engaged. You know, it's like any classroom where, you know, you think about your, your favorite teacher, you know, they find ways to make the mundane of practice fun or right. you know, interesting or, you know, oh, man, coach, coach is going to have some challenges for us today. and He's going to bring nine and he's going to twist dudes and he's going to play zero. And those kids love that challenge. You know, we'd wire up a blitz or we'd, we'd hit one you know, on, on a, on a zone blitz and they'd make a call and we'd fold something and, and we'd hit it out the back door. Those kids were so proud about, of that. That was the first thing they wanted to say and they come back. Yeah, that's hey, right. Coach, you see the call we made coach, you see us pick that thing up. And, you know, I wouldn't say anything just like, God, you know, just like you guys knew you would, you know, you guys had the confidence. And I, I just love that stuff because I think, you know, when you get to that, that deep level of knowledge of, of playing football and, and you said it too, that the discipline, of their eyes, you know, when all these crazy things are happening, but to maintain discipline and maintain focus, that's the ultimate. And that's when those guys aren't going to flinch when it does get down to nut cutting time. No doubt. Well, I mean, it was, uh, it was a fun season and, um, you, you know, we, you add in the podcast, luckily we had, uh, we'd recorded so many last <laughs> off season that would have been, uh, there would have been zero, there'd been no way, uh, to be able to record during season, it was so fast and furious and and crazy, just like everybody knows. But luckily, uh, we recorded a bunch. Uh, we were we were um, and we didn't start till a little bit later last yeah. year, and yeah. so 
it was it was fast and furious <laughs> to get those last few in in July. Uh, we were cramming, <laughs> cramming them in there, uh, but it was fun. And it was a good time and, and learned. And I think I took a ton from all that. It's like a mini clinic every single day, you know, so that was a really, really cool part. But uh, the cool part going into this year is we got a little bit more time. And then, like I said, luckily those coaches understood, um, you know, that we recorded them six months previous and, and we're just now getting it out in December or early January. But, um, now we've got a little bit of time. We, we, we kind of know a little bit more about it. So to me, that's the exciting part is, is being able to bring some of this stuff, hopefully at a higher quality from day one, you know, because last year with the podcast, you, you know, all of this is, is uh, self-made, everything we've done. And yeah. so from, from uh, you know, it was a lot of weekends work and, and um, you know, trying to figure that stuff out where hopefully it won't be as much of the little mundane stuff and it's more getting you know being able to bring stuff to coaches getting stuff from coaches but from everywhere from how to build a website to what kind of microphone to how are we going to record these and get them out and what software and and well, all of that stuff heck heck how how are we going to schedule a time that's <laughs> you know, right how, you know that that was probably the, the hardest part is just tracking down guys like hey man you want to do a podcast and like, yeah you know i don't know i don't you know i don't run the power you know and yeah like no nah, hey we just talk ball it's it's whatever and and you know and then it, then it's scheduling a time well hey we can do it at six well i can't do it at six well can you do it on this and then you know now you schedule it two three weeks out and you you, you might forget about it or you have it scheduled but now you forget god i gotta get a hold of that guy what was his number what was his email what was his twitter i mean now you got it down and, and honestly there's you know a lot more guys kind of beating down the door like hey man i'd love to be on the podcast or like dude let's do it schedule it up that's the that i mean like you say all that little stuff makes it easier because we haven't had to research it now we, we just know it at this point and then um it, it's not like you're you know all last year to me it was like i'd ask someone and it'd be like they're doing me a favor please, please, please do this. Uh, I feel bad even asking you, but I just want to talk football with you. And luckily they're football coaches. So they love to talk football where at least this year, a little bit of brand recognition They're They're, you know, last year it almost felt like they're doing us a favor where this year it seems they're a little more excited to be on with us. You know, they're, they're, man, this is a cool deal. We, they, they see what we're doing for coaches. And, and so they're a little more excited um, overall to be able to talk, you know, on this podcast, but luckily we're dealing with football coaches. So all last year, uh, it was just a bunch of guys that love, love talk football and they were willing to take an hour out. But uh, this year it's kind of cool. It's a lot easier. Like you said, to get that scheduled, we found some cool apps and some cool different things that we can do and, and um, saved up some money. So now we can put some money into this and, and make it better for coaches and make it better. Um, you know, just, just to talk football. No question. I mean, it's you talk about being able to, you know, verbalize, you know, football, verbalize plays, verbalize, you know, questions. You know, that to me that shows that you you understand, you know, your scheme. You understand what you're talking about. So I think, you know, the first time we kind of got on the podcast, it's kind of, you know, maybe a, a little bit, you know, a little bit gun shy or whatever, and it's <laughs> right. figured out, you know, kind of what the style is, but. You know, I think honestly it didn't take too long, but after you'd got about five, ten episodes in, you're kind of like, dude, I think we got this. We, you know, we want it to be like, you know, you and me talking ball like we always did, you know, back at, at BA. You know, hell, we'd be staying up till seven, eight at night, you know, just rapping about whatever. 
you know, and, and, and it kind of just turned into that. And honestly, that's been the, the best reception. Now, once guys kind of hear a couple of them, like you said, and they become fans, now they're just like, you know, hey, I, I want to come on the podcast. It just sounds like it's a lot of fun. It sounds like you guys do have a lot of fun, and there's there's no question about it. And they always ask the same question: What are we going to talk about? And we always give them the same answer: <laughs> football, football. <laughs> Is it one word? Football, you know? And they're all like, "Oh, okay, well, hey, cool." You know, and like we do, we don't script. Literally, we do not script anything. It's like no. the only thing that's scripted is the time that we set it for. <laughs> so like, boom, they get on, and and half the time they're like, "Man, I didn't know you were going to put that in the podcast." Like, well, yeah, dude, we're just having a conversation. We'll talk about Nirvana. We'll talk about TV. We'll talk about barbecue, and and eventually we'll get to some football in your story. But it, it's genuine, man. And the stories that I like the most, you know, and it's nothing against the, the big name coaches because it's awesome to talk to the, to the D1 guys and, and the Charles Bentleys. But, you know, the, the guys that are tolling away in high school like you and I have to, you That's know, right. and, and the guys that have had to, to grind their way up or the, the guys that are super hungry and, and love football and have a passion for it. To me, those are the coolest stories because I think most people can really relate to that. You know, I, I can't relate to Tom Brady throwing all his touchdown pass. I, I can't do that. You know, <laughs> I wish right. I could. But, you know, I, I can relate to the guy that's had to, to struggle and, and fight for it and, and have to go learn things and get things done. So, to me, those are the, the really cool ones. So, so, some of the guys, you know, that are listening and you're like, you know, man, I don't know if I'd ever be on, on Run the Power, you know, or what have I done? Well, guess what? You know, we were all at that point at one time, too. So, we'd love to hear all those stories as well, man. Well, and and we've made you know some really true good friends. I mean, absolutely, it, it's weird because on Twitter, uh, you know, I always post about the um, about the new episode, and it always feels I feel weird almost because I'm like, <laughs> hey, good friend, so and so, hey, one of our really good friends. I'm like, everyone our friend, but um, they are. We've we've made some real. I mean, some you know, you talk about Coach Bartell um, up in Washington. You know, a guy that uh, miles and hours away from us, but a guy that we've kept in top contact with at least once a week um, since we, since we had him on the podcast and, and just meeting guys like that and going to get it to go up to Washington now this year and, and meet with him a little bit. And, and so many things that, that he sends to us that, that I've learned uh, leadership wise. And, and it's really, really cool just how much it's expanded. Um, like you said, you can't know enough guys that love football and that's all they think about. And, um, our true football heads and and it's allowed us to do that well it's literally in every state now I mean it, you and I could travel to any state and I'm sure we could find somebody who we've connected to through run the power you know just, just driving down to the state championship game you know I, I pulled off into Lamar Missouri and I went to see uh, coach Bailey you know and I, literally I'd, I'd never met coach Bailey in my life it was just the you know a couple of texts it, it was hard to get a hold of him to begin with you know sure yeah get his number and you couldn't find him on the internet but everyone kept saying hey you got to get this coach Bailey on so I'd, I'd hunted him down and then literally you know had a conversation with him and, and texted back and forth and now I feel like I, I could rattle anything off to, to coach Bailey that I would want to and the guys won you know six seven state titles and I stopped there and we watched film for half an hour together and, and he had to relive his, his semifinal loss, but you know, it was almost kind of like cathartic cause he's kind of like, Hey, you know, what do you think here? And I'm like, coach, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. No, I want to know, you know, so it's cool to be able to stop and see those guys and come back down and, and see dub. But I mean, the, literally I'm not kidding. We could fly to any state in the U S now 
and we could find somebody and, and, and sit down and, and have a, have a Coke and, and talk a little bit of ball with, with them. It, it's, it's literally insane. And it's like you said, I mean, there's people, I've never met coach Bartell in person. We're going to do it in February, but right. Yeah. I, I would help coach Bartell out with anything he'd need. You know, I mean, exactly. it's, it's crazy. I mean, coach Bartell said, Hey Walls, I need you to come to, to Washington. I need something. You know, I, I feel like, you know, you're, you're a stand-up guy. I'd do it, you know, and there's a handful of guys across the country that literally I would do the same thing for, and they're guys that I never worked with. There's guys that I've never met in person, but through this podcast, it's, it's created an unbelievable brotherhood of, of guys that you know are just good dudes. There's no doubt. And then it's allowed us to expand even more on that um, mm-hmm. and allowed us to probably not the best timing, uh, for our, our memberships, it was probably the worst timing you could ever have. Um, <laughs> but it was something that, that was, um, you know, when you say you got a feeling or you've got a tug at, at your heart or, or whatever they want to call it, I think that's what it was. And, and at first it was your baby and, and you, you talked me into it and it became, you know, kind of a joint venture where, you know, I'm doing a lot of the editing and, and helping on it, but you're doing a lot of the leg leg work on it is, is these, you know, these install videos for, for guys. And, um, like I said, it was probably the worst time we could have ever started something like that. It was a, it was a big cost to us. And uh, it was the middle of the very beginning of the season when no one cares at all what you have to say about an install. They're already in, in on their own thing and they're busy enough with football as it is. Uh, but it's something that like, you know, it was, it was, you know, you had a feeling about it. You, you thought we really needed to do it. You thought it would help coaches around the country. And, and um, obviously there's guys that have paid monthly and there's a couple that have, have decided that, you know, they don't want to do that anymore, which is, you know, we knew what happened. But it's been unbelievably tremendous how many guys have, once they get that membership free or the premium, um, that love the stuff that we come out with. And, and we get messages almost daily from guys talking about you know what they've got from this or hey I'm, I've stole this part of it we do something similar could you do this thing or or um, you know just just writing us and saying hey love the stuff you guys are coming out with thank you so much and it gets me through the holiday season or whatever it is you know <laughs> the guys just love to watch football and and break it down and so it's something that's been really exciting I'm glad you talked me into because it's really been cool to see even how how much that's grown and then obviously our both of our memberships have grown um, uh, just skyrocketed ever since December. And, and I assume they will continue to um, throughout this off season when guys have a little bit more time and, and want to be able to study a little bit more football, but it's been a really, really cool experience to uh, get on an even deeper level of football with some of these other coaches. Yeah, I think, you know, for, for me, it's been something I've wanted to do for a long time. You know, and it's it's one thing, you know, you used to see all the, the coaches' choice videos or the the DVDs, you know, or, or the different websites that had it. I, I was just thought that just doing regular teach tapes and, and putting them on a video, you know, you can learn so much more doing that because you're hearing the offensive line calls, you're hearing the coaching points, you're hearing the coaching points for the running back, you know, and that wasn't always stuff that I thought you'd get at a clinic or even when you'd get on the films. You know, to me, a lot of the films, they, they talk about some of their drill work and then they just show some of the plays. Like, hey, he, here's, here's so-and-so running the smash route. Here's so-and-so running the, the power. And it didn't just get nearly as, as in-depth as I wanted. So I wanted to do these videos because, to me, you know, this is 
a chance for me to, to really get in depth with it. And it also helps me because I'm having to teach it again. And then to be quite honest, dude, you're, you're killing it as an editor. You know what I mean? <laughs> the new, the new stuff that you're, you're able to do and, and highlight guys and show who we're reading, where combos are going to, um, you know, being able to kind of interlay, you know, our playbooks with, you know, our, our fold calls and, and all of our different rules and things that we put in there. And, and we have play sheets for you to, to be able to kind of copy off. And, and honestly, I mean, it, it becomes an entire system of offense, you know, it's, it's not something that, you know, you're going to run every single play, but the, the cool thing is, is if you, you have a different type kid every year, maybe you have a running QB, maybe you have a kid that can really sling it, you know, maybe, you know, all of a sudden you have three tight ends. How am I going to be able to tag some of these runs when, when I have multiple fullbacks and multiple tight ends, you know, it gives you the flexibility to be able to do that or heck, you know what, maybe it's a year when you got four stud receivers and you're going to play in some 10 personnel and, and you want RPO we're going to get to all that stuff. So it's a pretty all-inclusive package, I think, and it's a super great deal for the guys that have been in. You know, the, the part that a lot of guys don't talk about is, you know, you and I have sat in on clinics with guys during the season. That's right. You know, and, and, and guys are asking us like, hey, you know, Coach Walls, Coach Harper, we're playing a 3-3 stack this week. You know, what are some things you've done to attack that? Hey, uh, my, my tailback got hurt. What are some things I can do to – to kind of amplify this new guy I got or this quarterback. So you get some, some scheme work there through zoom, which we use for the podcast. And then the other part of it is I get all kinds of guys that ask me for, for cutups that I have and, you know, and guys that have paid for, for premium for the year. I hook those guys up with, with cutups all the time. You know, we got a couple of schools in Texas. They, they literally send me something every month. Hey, love the install. Um, hey, do you got the Alabama film? Do you got the Nebraska film? Do you got the NDSU film? Absolutely. You're a premium member. I got your back. And, and, and you know, the, the thing that kind of got me to buy into it, because, again, I was a little bit skeptical at first, you know, because I think the thing that we that I that you always think or, or and we've even had a, a couple of guys think the same thing about us that have never really listened to it. But the yeah. thing you always think is that, like, oh, these guys think they they know so much. Right. Oh, you guys are just <laughs> gurus of football and and. um you know, the whole point that you had made was, hey, this isn't guru football. We don't run all of these plays every year. Uh, but the most important part about football, especially to me with an offensive line, is how do you marry up concepts? Yeah. How, you know, it's sure, it's easy to say, hey, we can run um, power read and we can also run, you know, whatever, regular power. We can also run quarterback power. But if none of those mesh together, then you're teaching three completely different plays and now you've got no room to put anything else in. Uh, the most important part to me is how do you marry all those concepts to where you can almost make them one play? And the little tweaks make them a different play, but not for everybody or, or whatever that is. And, and how do you communicate that? And getting on that same language as everyone else in your, on your team. And so all of that was the most important part. When you were telling me about it, I was like, Yes, that, that's the coolest part about this because that is so important. And us coming from it as, hey, look, guys, we're not gurus. We just love football. This yep. is how we do it. We don't run all of these plays. We're, we're at two different schools. So yeah. we obviously don't run all these plays every <laughs> year. We don't even run these plays together. But this is a way, this is a system we know how to do it. And if we do decide, hey, this year, for whatever reason, we're not very good at power and, and we're, we want to be able to run – uh, you know, B gap zone and lock the backside. 
boom, this is how you do it. This is how you call it. Let's say our quarterback's not very good, then we won't run some of these tags. But if your quarterback is good, here's some tags to use. You can read the three. Here's how to read the backside end. Um, if you've got a center that can't pull, don't worry about Charlie calls. If you do, here's what you can do with a shader yeah. two eye. And, and, and again, it's not saying this is right or wrong. We're not saying you need to carry four different zones, but take your choices, take what you like, throw away what you don't. This is what we've learned. Uh, this is what we've kind of built and it, it all works together. And I think that's the most important part of it is just how all of it fits together. And, and so your kids can grasp it because that's the most important part. And, and like we've said 8 million times, probably in every podcast, we didn't invent anything. You know, we, we try to get things best we can. We're addicted to football. We yeah. want to help coaches out as much as we can. It's coming from a absolutely non guru, uh, zero ego behind it. Take it. If, if you hate it then don't watch it, it's no big deal for us, but, yeah. but we just want to help as many guys as we can. And, and we love yeah. football and, and your breakdowns are awesome. We hear, we hear it from, you know, two, two sides. You know, I get a lot of the guys that are, are just coming out of college and they want to coach, you know, and, and I remember vividly Coach Maddox when he was on our podcast. He's like, you know, you can go to school and, and get a coaching, you know, credential or get a teaching credential, but nobody teaches you really how to teach or nobody shows you how to coach. So, I mean, you almost kind of get thrown into the fire and, and you're, if you're lucky enough, maybe you have a mentor or two to, to do it. You know, I, I didn't have anyone that really showed me this stuff. You know, I was lucky to maybe, you know, have your dad around who, who coached some football, but it, it sure would have been nice to have a resource that I think that, that we're creating where it's super in depth. You can pause it, you can go back and, and you can really dive into it. And then not only that, you have access to you or I at any time to ask a question, you know, that, that was the other thing that sucked is I'd go to, to Nebraska for spring football you know, back in, in 2004 when I was a young coach and, you know, you could, you basically have time. Hey, coach Callahan's got five minutes with you. What are your questions? You know, (laughs) okay, I got them written down here. Coach Callahan, what are the, you know, and I'd I'd have to ask him and I wouldn't get that end up knowledge where now it's like, boom, it's so easy to to shoot us a message or shoot us an email. I mean, how many, how many emails you suppose we're answering a week, you know, 20, 30. Uh, Yeah. And we, and we handle that stuff as best we can. And, again, it's always with the, the view of, dude, we, we've changed offenses how many times? I don't know how many offenses you've had to learn now. Oh, I mean, that's right, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I used to think the West Coast offense was the best offense ever, you know. Then I learned from Dub, R4, love R4, you know, still use it to this day with the passing concepts I have. And then at the same time, you know, I've, I've modified the run game because I'm like, you know what, I think that's better. I think kids learn that faster. So I'm going to go to that, you know. Coach Harper has a really good idea of how we can run it with code words. I'm going to use Coach Harper's idea. I think that really makes sense, and it makes sense for the kids. So, uh, again, the only feedback that that we're really getting is from players, how fast they learn it and how simple they think it is. That's exactly right. And and so it's been fun, and it's been fun for me to see some of those videos, and I'm going to hop on a couple myself um, now that the season's over but uh you know obviously you've done an awesome job it's fun to watch those and then and and you're the gaps keep guru now come on (laughs) no no guru at all just uh it helps when you got really big good football players but um and then like we've said before the more you do it the more you see what people are going to run against it and so got a lot of answers for gap scheme i think that makes you a really good coach too do you have a bunch of answers and only way to do that is be able to run that a bunch you know and so so you start eventually seeing and and have made some really really good contacts with uh coach riley at ndsu now at uh K-State right. and 
have have had multiple times where I've called them up on a uh, on a on a you know Sunday and said, hey, we got a team that we think they're going to do this, this, and this to us. Stop power. What's your couple plays that you like to run? You know, off of that, and what's some of your technique stuff you do to uh, enhance that? And and he'll talk to me 10, 15 minutes, or he'll say, hey, let me call you in five. We're in a team meeting, and he'll call me back. And it, it's an unbelievable thing, just the people we've met and some of the awesome coaches, and and so get help with that. And then all of that kind of rolled into, you know, kind of my, you know, brainchild with the, uh, with the football summit and um, hopefully rolling that into at least two a year, you know, with this one that we're about to do in February. And then uh, we haven't set a day at a time or even, even the people, but um, you know, with the idea of rolling another one out um, sometime around the summer with, with all offensive line, you know, we are RTP and, Mm-hmm. And uh, really blowing that one up, having a ton of coaches, um, a bunch of coaches on there, and and you know having them just talk offensive line play. And the more more people we meet, the the more offensive line coaches we have that that want to do it. And we know we've got a lot of listeners out there that like to do it. And so uh, we'll be calling on a few more of, of our podcast guests and, and some college guys that have already reached out to us and want to do it. And so it'll be a lot of fun. But uh, this one in February is going to be is going to be a blast. Uh, and, and to me, the most important one, and it's something that, you know, me and you have talked to other guys too, that we've been in different, you know, business ventures or sold for, for different things. And, mm-hmm. and I've always been like the cheapskate guy and, and never wanted to ask for any money to the point where I get made fun of by all these guys. And so obviously to me, it was really, really important that we could do this at a reasonable price. And, and to me, no more reasonable than free. Uh, you know, if the guys are willing to give us the time to to show up there and, and watch it while it goes out, um, then then they get to watch it for free. And and we're lucky enough to have some some coaches that we didn't ha- we didn't we didn't couldn't pay just a ton of money to to come be on the summit. Um, you know, I'm sure they could make a lot more speaking at different places, but we're awesome guys to us and and care about football. And so um, took a very minimal sum, none. Uh, you know, pay from us to do this just because they love football and and give it to all of our listeners for free um, as long as they listen to it and watch it uh, live. Now, obviously, it, it's something that we're going to have to load up on our website. We're going to have to keep around. We're going to do a lot of stuff. And and uh, we'd like to make some money from it. We'd like to be able to pay our guests or our speakers on it a little bit more. So it will be available, um, you know, for if guys want to watch that in perpetuity, if they want to have that forever or they miss a day or they really like the speaker, but they want to see it again, it'll be available. They can buy the all access pass. They can look at all the videos. Um, it's obviously cheaper if they pay for it before the summit and it gets more expensive uh, after the summit. But um, it, it was really, you know, and, and I think that's still a great deal. We're giving them a great deal on that, but, no um, but uh, but to me, it was really, really important to be able to do that for them and do it free and, and give back to football because it is so important to those clinics. And, and you know, Glazier clinics, they're awesome to go and, and meet people and see. And, but what's also awesome at times is be able to learn a lot of football and be around your family. And so uh, yeah. it was uh, – and to do it on a, on a cheaper dime, you know. Only so many Glazier clinics you can go to and afford, uh, not that they're expensive, but just – only so many you can, only so many times you can get around uh, away from the family. And so it's nice to be able to be home, learn football, and learn from some really, really great guests that we have and, and do it at a really, really cheap price. Yeah, I, look, I, I always look back, you know, and I'm super excited about the summit. Don't get me wrong, dude. I think it's going to be 
<laughs> legit. I mean, the 14 coaches we have are, are some of the, some of the best coaches in the country. And quite honestly, we learned a, a ton with those guys, but I mean, I, I just think, you know, the, the, the free aspect of it. And then not only that, you know, coach Trimble, when we worked for him at Jenks, that was like one of the, the first or second things he told you as, as a coach, you know, we, we ask our kids to keep improving. We ask our kids to keep getting better. He goes, you as a coach, it's going to be demanded of you to get better. I mean, it wasn't even an option. I mean, you had to go to clinics or you had to go to places in the off season to learn football. And that, you know, for me, it was like, yes, I get to do this. You know, I, it's my favorite thing to do, but I mean, he would pay for all those things to, to get that done. So, I mean, there's a lot of head coaches out there too. I mean, I guarantee if you go tell your head coach, you know, Hey, I want to go to a clinic or, Hey, I want to get a pass to, uh, to hear these 14 coaches. So it, uh, it ups my, you know, uh, my career, I guarantee those, those head coaches are going to find, you know, 75 bucks for you to get that done. You know, uh, same thing, me working now, you know, a lot closer to administration in, in high schools. You know, if you, if you go tell your high school, you know, Hey, this is a great professional development opportunity for me to become a, a better coach, to become a better teacher they have money available for you to go get that done. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of avenues you can go, you know, if, if you're worried about spending your hard earned money and, and trust me, you know, I've been there, man, teaching. I, I teach in the two States that were 49th and 50th in the U S <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and as a, as a young teacher coach, I mean, you know, back then they'd, they'd send you an $1,800 check. And I thought that was like making 1.8 million. That's right. So, so I mean, I, I get it, but you know, I, I think there's a lot of avenues you can do to to help up it again. Use the angle of I'm trying to get better, and and honestly, that's the whole premise and that's the whole vision of RTP. Yeah, it's nice to to make a few bucks and, and pay your bills, but at the same time, we're here to to make sure you guys get better. Period. Uh, end of story. Because you know, uh, I've had a lot of people help me get better, and and it's all about you know that brotherhood and and helping people you know, reach their dreams. And, and then ultimately when you're a better coach, your kids are a lot better and your kids are going to be a lot better off. And, and when good football is being played, I think everybody wins. There's no doubt. And, and, and again, you know, in the summer, I am really excited for the offensive line because the offensive line nerd in me, but um, <laughs> you know, a lot of people think of, of run the power as, as at first only offensive line, or maybe even only gap scheme stuff. But to me, it's exciting that we get to bring in coaches that do everything. You yep. know, we've got four offensive guys, and, and only one of those are offensive line guys. So th it's four, yep. and we've already talked to those guys. We're getting four completely different things from those guys. So mm -hmm. a, a mix of that. We've talked to the four defensive guys we're bringing in, four completely different things from those guys, you know, from, uh, you know, different uh, packages with four two five. How do you do that from four-man front to three-man front all the way to – um, you know, guys that have already sent it to us that, that they're going to talk about the three-by-one checks. And so really cool stuff with that. Uh, we got special teams for special teams coaches. You know, two coaches that want to come in and talk special teams. And then we got yeah, – uh, Coach Flynn, I'm going to give a plug. Coach Flynn has, has a special teams Bible. You know, James Flynn, a lot of guys don't know who he is. You know, he's, he has some phenomenal schemes that he's going to talk about for, for special teams. You guys will be excited. He's out of Chicago. And, 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 you know, and, and then we got two strength coaches, you know, yep. guys that don't have strength coaches, um, they get to see that. I think that we're trying to do a lot with strength and conditioning because it is so important. You know, that's why we, that's why we were sponsored by team builder uh, because yeah. they're an, another way to help 
coaches that we're at Broken Arrow are so lucky to have a strength coach, but there's very, very few schools that are in the country, but it is so important for the kids. And so bringing those, and then we're bringing the, the leadership aspect, which yeah. might be the most important part of football anyways, uh, with, with two amazing head coaches to come on and talk leadership and guys that are very, very well known for talking about that and, and do a great job of that with the players they have at their programs. And so to me, it's a really, really cool and special deal to be able to bring all of those different coaches on board and none of them flinched uh, when we asked them to do it. And guys that just love football. I mean, it's like, like you've always said with, with kids or even more importantly with coaches, when you're hiring, how much do you love football? There's no question. These guys love football because they didn't ask any questions. They didn't, they just said, I'm in. Is it about football? Okay. Yeah, I'm in. (laughs) Is it going to help people? Yes, let's do it. (laughs) So, I mean, just a, just a cool deal, cool experience, but um, 2018, man, it, it was fun. It was fun getting to, uh, like I said, record these, you know, we, we'd have a uh, text every, every day, every other day. Um, it's fun to at least get to, now we get to talk. Um, and, and I, and I can't feel, my wife can't feel weird about me talking to you for an hour, uh, <laughs> on the phone, uh, because it's, it's part of the podcast. And so, That's um, right. and that was a weird deal too, at first with, with family and everyone, you do a what, uh, or people come to the house, they see the little speaker in, in my, uh, in my bedroom <laughs> what's going on what are we doing and and uh well a podcast no one knows what that is but um it's grown from there and, and it's really really fun uh to me to to be able to bring that to everybody and and the coolest part for me uh, other than you know I, I love helping other coaches but it's just getting to talk football uh, like i've said it's like a mini clinic for me um two days a week we, we record four of these every single week uh, so we can continue to bring them to these guys uh in the season but I get four clinics every week, you know, two a day, two, you know, two for two of the days of the week, I get a football clinic. And then Absolutely. when I'm editing the audio or putting up pictures of it or whatever that is, then I'm, I'm getting refreshers on it. And so I've learned um, more this year than I could have ever learned. And, and one of the biggest things I learned on was, was um, you know, the leadership role and, and the making relationships with, with your players. I, I think that uh, was a big jump for me this year and, and can be, uh, brought back almost entirely to the podcast and the guys I've, that we've talked to and learned from. There's no doubt about you saying, you know, having the the chance to to clinic, you know, four times a week, whatever we do, you know, and I'm sh- I'm sure Melissa looks at me like, what the heck, man, you got another podcast. <laughs> she, she also understands too, that, you know, we're having a blast and we're helping a lot of people and it, it becomes a, a pretty cool deal that we get to do. And, you know, she's, she still gets to ask me some questions about it, like, Hey, who you got on the podcast this week? And Hey, where's he from? You know, I think, you know, it, it, it becomes a, a really interesting deal. And, and like you said, I think she's seen big changes in me too. And in, in things, you know, for, from, you know, communication, you know, uh, ways that ways that I can get better in, in my game and my craft. And I think, you know, having those resources and that network of people and, the ability to do that really it's it's second to none and you know harper you said it a bunch of times you know we we started out doing this for nothing we still would do this for nothing yes simply for that reason because dude i get to talk football for four hours a week period if that's all i get out of it dude i'm winning the ball game and that's gonna do it for this episode of rtp we want to again thank all of our sponsors you guys make sure and go check them out Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy Running the Power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. 
Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.